Hey friends, I am going to be recording an episode super impromptu while I clean my room today, just sharing some of the things that I learned from my time in Toronto, mainly pertaining to changes I've made to who I am as a person, my mindset towards life, and just how I approach the flow of life in general. Just a preface, the reason why this sounds like this is because I'm cleaning my room. I'm back in Vancouver, for those of you that don't know, and moving back home after having lived on my own for four months in the brand new city is quite, um, <laughs> I don't know if I love this experience. <laughs> like my room is just, oh my gosh, like, cause I live with my family, right. And coming back here and coming back to this room that I've lived in for like 15 years of my life, my, my room walls are like pink, bro. My room walls are pink. My curtains are like this super bright blue with these cartoon characters on it. I have clutter everywhere. And I'm just like, holy, this is crazy feeling this, feeling the shift of being back home. But anyways, that's what I'm doing right now as I speak. Um, yeah, so just wanted to chat with you guys about some of these shifts. So one of the biggest shifts that I experienced, oh, ew, the floor is so wet. This is nasty. This is nasty, guys. Um, I'm going to have to go grab a towel. Hi guys, I'm back. I decided I can't do an episode while I'm cleaning my room because my mind be like, yo, there's clutter everywhere and I'm trying to provide some insights out here, you know what I'm saying? So I am out here taking a walk outside instead with an umbrella because we in Vancouver. So anyways, in this episode, I wanted to share five things that I really want to keep from Toronto Meg version. Now that I'm back here in Vancouver, I am not back here permanently, though, by the way. I'm definitely going back to Toronto next March because, honestly, this summer that I spent there was just oh, absolutely life-changing. You know, everyone says that about when you live in a different city for a little while, but absolutely, I, like, cannot even... Like, I can't, I can't even, it was, it was that good. It was incredible that I have no words. So anyways, wanted to capture some of the things that I want to make sure that I don't lose now that I'm back here living at home in comfort of the city I grew up in with everything that I was surrounded by just, you know, five months ago or for, you know, basically my entire life. So the first thing for sure is radical responsibility. And this might be an outcome of just moving out and living on my own away from my parents. I honestly have so much respect for parents now and just raising a family and just all the expenses that go into keeping yourself alive as a human being. You know what I'm saying? So I like... Obviously, yeah, going into a condo, empty condo, having to furnish everything, but the responsibility of buying everything for yourself from obviously things like groceries to paying your bills to keeping your place clean to random cleaning supplies and just setting your own schedule, setting your own day, what I'm going to make for breakfast. I got to, you know, plan out my grocery list for that, prepare that, cook that. How am I going to structure my day? Where am I going to go to the gym? Um, my work schedule, squeezing in time for social life, for learning, all that stuff. Not to say I didn't do all these things while I was in Vancouver. I certainly did my best too. As you all know, I am very much into personal development. So this was very much a big part of my life, even back here home in Vancouver. But in Toronto, it's just completely, completely... <laughs> another level up in this sense because I'm in a new place and I don't have anybody 
telling me what to do whatsoever. Like, I love my parents so much, but as y'all know, parents be parents, right? So out here in Van, even though I barely spent much time at home, you know, whenever given the chance, my parents would ask me, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Make sure you're wearing enough clothes. Here, like, let me cook you breakfast. I just clean my room for you, blah, blah, blah. Especially for Asian parents, like acts of service is probably their top love language. And I appreciate it so much. I feel so incredibly grateful for that. And I think we all should. We definitely shouldn't take the love from our parents for granted. It's it's beautiful. And I feel so blessed to be able to spend quality time with them and to receive their love in so many ways. But another aspect is recognizing when that act, that act of service can cause you to feel too comfortable or maybe prevent you from growing into the responsible adults that you so do strive to be, right? So I'm 25, almost 26, turning 26 in February. And so these little things like doing my own laundry, keeping my own place clean, cooking all my own food, paying for my own groceries, paying for all my bills, setting my own schedule, determining what I want to do with any minute of my day without anyone telling me what's best for me is a very important part of my growth, I feel. And I really got to experience that in the full four months that I was out in Toronto. And I really deem this, you know, radical responsibility and adulting. And it's probably the biggest benefit of moving out, in my opinion. And so coming back here, moving back in, I really had to communicate to my parents about my growth that I experienced out there and let them know to have boundaries with me, right? And ensure that they're not overstepping and I wouldn't want to cause any resentment in that sense. So so bringing that into Vancouver is going to be one of my biggest, biggest goals for these next few months while I'm living out here. So that's the first one. The second one is embracing uncertainty. I've always been pretty comfortable with uncertainty, just given the trajectory of my life if y'all like listen to my past episodes or just stay connected with me you know I've gone through very turbulent very unpredictable career journey for example from losing like 15 grand in the stock market to thinking I wanted to be an entrepreneur work for myself to now finding myself landing in a career that I absolutely love but that I knew practically nothing about in all these five years of university, right? So uncertainty is something that I've always experienced in my life. But I guess the biggest point of certainty that I always had is obviously living in Vancouver for all my life and living at home and being with people that I went to elementary school with, high school with, UBC with, and always, always, always having sort of a support network through my life, which of course I'm extremely grateful for. And Having all this certainty allowed me to venture out and take risks and do things, which is wonderful. But at a certain point, especially at the point of around, you know, two years after graduation, I graduated 2021. So that would be this year, right? Spring 2023. I felt a little bit of stagnation, felt like it was time to bring in a little more uncertainty and put myself in a position where I'm able to be even more expansive. Like, not to say that I've already outgrown Vancouver and I've done everything there is for me to do in Vancouver but I really do feel like I milked it for the whole gosh how many years I've been living here in this lovely lovely city and so the next level of growth for me was to really put myself in a brand new city and see what the hell is going to happen and so I did that and that uncertainty was the best possible thing I could have done for myself you see just having no idea 
Like, what gym am I going to go to? What are going to be my new favorite coffee shops, my favorite new parks, favorite new places to catch the sunset, favorite new spots to eat, um, and support network. Like, heck, like, I only knew a couple people in Toronto, but having to rebuild communities, new people to do life with, new people to go out on adventures with, check out food festivals with, go check out clubs with, just, you know, go to coffee shops with, have chats with. Proximity is honestly much bigger of a factor in the way that we govern our lives than some of us may make it out to be. And I really had this conversation with my roommate, like my Toronto roommate, Andrew, yesterday, because like we just reconnected back here in Vancouver. We're saying how it's kind of scary that when you're when you're in a new environment, (laughs) a lot of that subconscious programming, it just automatically shifts you into a brand new person. And yeah, just putting yourself in a place of uncertainty, you're really letting your subconscious program run on a brand new script. And it can be terrifying. It's like, holy shit, like, who am I going to become in this brand new place? But I think that's all a part of the fun and a part of the ride. And also putting yourself in that position, you're forced to make decisions, be uncomfortable, and you're forced to craft a new version of yourself, a new identity. And I think that's what makes it all the more all the more challenging, stimulating, and forces you to grow. It's honestly forced growth when you put yourself in a in a position like that. And that's why I really did it. And it was everything I could have dreamt it to be and more. And so this new love of uncertainty, I've always loved it, but I love it even more now. I think this is something I'm constantly reaffirming in my life. I love stepping outside of my comfort zone. And this was one of the biggest steps outside of my comfort zone I've ever taken in my life. And it just keeps on reaffirming reaffirming to me that this is something that I should just keep on doing. And so coming back here to comfort, to more certainty in Vancouver, it's like, how do I keep that uncertainty, that love for uncertainty, love for going outside my comfort zone in this comfortable city, right? So some ways I can do that are, you know, putting myself in environments where I probably know only one or two people and I'm forced to meet new people or just signing up for things I feel like I've never done before. No matter what city you're in, you can still find opportunity to bring those elements into your life. And so that's what I'm really striving to do here. And the third point is identity shift. And this one is kind of related to the uncertainty point wherein I say when you're put in a brand new environment, like this is something I like to think, think of your human being, like your human self, your physical form as like your avatar and you yourself, you are the game master. You are the person deciding what you do with this avatar, right? I kind of like thinking of like like life like that, kind of like a game sometimes. It just makes it a lot more fun and easygoing and less serious because it shouldn't be that serious. Like you should really just be having a lot of fun with it. And so think about plopping your avatar in a brand new environment, new city, new people, new plot lines, new places, new everything. And what is that avatar going to do? Inevitably, your avatar is going to have a shift in identity. It's not going to be the same person that they were in the old environment. It's going to break old habits, break old routines, break old ways of thinking, break old ways of doing things, and be forced to grow and become a new person for better or for worse. Like Obviously, it is a risk because when you're putting yourself in that position, your avatar could change a lot. And I think It's really up to you and your intention behind 
being in a new environment to decide what direction that change goes in. Is it going to be a positive change or a negative change? And I always go in with a growth mindset intention. And so putting my avatar in a brand new city is like my intention was always, Meg, you're going to a brand new city, clean slate, build your new identity here. Who is Toronto Meg going to be? And I actually did this sort of fun thing where I told my roommate, I mean, I didn't end up sticking through with it because it's just my habit, but, you know, my name is Meg, right? My legal name is actually my Chinese name, Yu Kuang, but so like my preferred name Meg is actually not written anywhere on my legal documents. And so I had this idea that, hey, in Toronto, I'm going to introduce myself as Megan instead of Meg, because Megan will be a new identity for myself. When I embody Megan, she is this. She embodies these qualities and all these are qualities of my higher self. And so I would introduce myself as Megan. Yep, I didn't stick through with it because it's by habit that I'm Meg, but you know, doing little things like that can help you with with, you know, stepping into that new identity. And so I had a massive identity shift when I was in Toronto. Some ways I planned, some ways not expected, right? And some ways are, for example, just having this extremely, extremely newfound level of confidence, which I'll speak about a little more in the next point, but it's like, I can just do anything I want, honestly. I think that's part of the culture in Toronto is people there just give less of a fuck compared to people here in Vancouver. Not to shit on my home city, I love this place, but people can be a little more closed off here, a little more hmm, feeling like they have to fit into a certain type of mold, feeling like they got to be somebody or, you know, <laughs> become someone that other people expect them to. No, nope, in Toronto, it's not like that. I felt when I was there living downtown, everyone I met or just people I interacted with on a regular basis, no one gives a fuck. Like everyone's authentic. Everyone's just being themselves. And so I really, really valued that part of the identity shift. And I just felt like I stepped into that culture as well while I was there. I was fully just being myself and I gave way less of shit of what other people thought of me. So that was a massive part of it. Other parts are just even little things. Little things go a long way. Like my appearance, I made little tweaks here and there. I was way more confident. I was intentionally looking to upgrade my style. I was being really, really kind to my body, saying nice things, nice things about my body every day when I would like wake up and do my skincare, look in the mirror, I would say kind words to myself and reaffirm this new identity. And just little things, like I got my very first ever piercings, I pierced my ears in Toronto, and I think that was a really cool thing to kind of add to my avatar. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just unshakable confidence. And of course, the identity embody radical responsibility and all these other elements of my higher being that I want to ensure that I keep now that I'm back here in Vancouver. And the fourth point is confidence. Like I said, culture in Toronto, so, so open. That is something I just loved so much about that city. Like a lot of people I met, you know, people go to Toronto. A lot of them go to Toronto on their own, start careers. A lot of people have already moved out. They moved away from home. They came to the city from different places because it's truly a massive city. It's a city of opportunity, of abundance. And so naturally as a result of that the culture there is also just so much more welcoming people are there to be open to meet new people to attend events to just just do life you know it's just this 
massive excitement and thrill for life, this incredible life force energy that I felt while it was in Toronto that made me just so, so excited to step into that and embody that in the way that I was living there too, which I felt like I fully did. I was able to go out there, go to events, meet new people and have this just unshakable confidence. Like I mentioned in my last point, where in like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to be myself, like my full self, my full authentic self. And whoever likes me, likes me. And if you don't like me, then good riddance. Like, I don't need you in my life. So I was just really embodying fully being myself while putting myself in situations where I was meeting new people, encountering new opportunities, and just being able to self-actualize in all these ways. And that was just an incredible thing to be able to experience in a big city like that, a big city of abundance. And honestly, even though I tried my best to do that as much as I could in four months, I felt like four months was way too short. I have this I think it's become habit now that just like this massive yearn to like go to events, go to gatherings where I get to meet new people, new like-minded people or people with different perspectives even and just expand my mind. Right. And in Vancouver, unfortunately, it's a little bit harder to just have that easily. It's just a smaller city in general, a bit less opportunity. But I'm trying to bring that abundance mindset into Vancouver as well, that confidence into my life in Vancouver and remind myself that abundance is everywhere. Vancouver is also a big city. And so I'm intentionally carving that time and space to be able to meet new people. Given also, I think the expansive mindset and meeting new people is also something that I tend to embody in the summertime months. Right now it is fall and winter is coming. And so it's in a bit more of that, hey, let's pull back. Let's focus on my routine, myself, my health, my well-being and focus on my OG relationships like my family, my old friends and things like that. So that definitely does play a factor as well in this shift that I'm experiencing. But I think the key is keeping that unshakable confidence that I had, that authenticity, that... (laughs) that open-mindedness, that expansive mindset. And it's honestly really humbling to to go out there, be yourself and learn that, hey, some people will reject you, some people will accept you, but honestly, life is too short to not go out there and just shoot your shot at whatever it is that you want to do and grow it, whether it be business, mindset, you know, learning, your career, your relationships, whatever it is, life's too short to not give all these things your full, your full chance. Like, just give it all a chance, give it all a shot. So that's a big one. And the last one that I wanted to share is just the city girl pace. I think this kind of encapsulates a lot of the other points that I already talked about, but Vancouver, man, is a slow city. And being in Toronto, a fast paced city like that, I think it's natural and living downtown too, of course, it's natural to match that pace in the way that you live life. Like every day I was waking up feeling this excitement of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to conquer this day because most people I meet have the similar sort of excitement and life force and and I'm ready to go, go, go. I'm focusing so much on you know my career. I got coffee chats lined up. I'm meeting up with new people. I'm going to events. I am working on my health, going to the gym, trying new things and going to new places, setting foot on streets I've never set foot in before. So every day almost feels like its own adventure in a way. And it makes it so, so much fun to just break out of old routine, find new routines and be in a place where every day I just don't know what sort of new gems I'm going to encounter. And living life with this pace just made every day just feel so exciting and rejuvenating. 
And it was just incredible to have this pace of life. And of course, a big reason is the surroundings, right? Living downtown, man, like at any given point in time, if I felt like I want to go to a food festival, there was a food festival. If I wanted to go clubbing, lots of great clubs out here. If I wanted to meet up with a friend, a lot of my friends are living just like a 10, 15 minute walk away or, you know, like a six minute bike ride away from me. So it just made living life at that pace so easy and so convenient. And I just love that so, so much. I felt like I was constantly moving forward and it was a great place to be. And the key is just really the momentum that I felt. This momentum was just incredible. Oh man, I'm just getting so excited just reflecting and talking about this right now um, while I'm taking a walk around my high school track out here back in Vancouver. So it's a funny paradox, right? <laughs> to reflect on this while walking on this empty track all alone beside my childhood home. But anyways, that's something I wanna bring into Vancouver as well. I mean, even in Vancouver, uh, my friends do know me as someone who's always on the go too. They're like, Meg, why are you always doing things? You're always doing things. You're always on the go. If you're not hanging out with people, you're hustling, you're working. That's just kind of in my blood. That's the way that I am. And I guess seeing that manifest in Toronto was really, really cool. And so I hope to keep bringing that momentum into Vancouver. And I would never want to be in a place where I feel just stagnant. Like I feel like I'm being the same person. I think that's just in the nature of how I want to live my life. And not to say that it's, it's not good to not always be growing. I'm perfectly aware that, you know, people approach life in different ways. And some people choose a life of peace, a life where, you know, once you're stable, you're comfortable, you're happy. That's what you want to hone in and hone in on. That's what you want to nurture. That's the sort of lifestyle you want to live. I am in no way shitting on those people. I think everyone chooses their own path. And no matter what path people choose and the way that they want to live their lives, I think that is incredible. That is so respectable. That is awesome. I wish everybody the best. And I think it's as long as the path that you're choosing is true to you. That's all that really matters. And I know that it is in my identity, in my blood, really, to always be on the move, always be growing. I just have this massive massive love for life like for as long as I can remember for like my whole life I just love experiencing life to its fullest whatever that may mean and so I kind of approach every single day with this sort of energy and this sort of pace and so I really really felt that so strongly this summer in Toronto and so I really want to bring that back into my life here in Vancouver (sighs) man it was such a great summer and honestly coming back home um, after those four months living across the country it feels like waking up from a dream it almost feels like waking up from a dream it still feels so surreal just putting this on paper what I did this year and yes it was kind of in the back of my mind for a few months but the fact that it happened so quick it got executed and how it's happened it's done it's just insane like started the year me and my friend Andrew we were both like you know we need change let's let's go to Toronto we were looking at sublets. We were looking at places to rent out. I'd also been on the hunt for buying property for a while, kept getting priced out of Vancouver, got connected with a realtor in Toronto, and it happened so quick, man. I spent one day out there looking at properties, and then a week, basically a few days after I got back and we placed an offer, the offer was accepted, and I was like, holy shit, Andrew, we, we don't need to look for sublets anymore. Like, I got a property, so let's just move into the place I, I bought. And so we closed that about two months later, June, June 15th, and we moved in. 
and made that empty condo our home. And now I'm back here. My property is filled with tenants now. I'm a landlord for the very first time in my life, which I feel is such a cool milestone. Like I was like, oh, what? This is so cool. And now I'm out here in Vancouver having experienced such an incredible summer of growth and so excited to keep bringing this energy into the rest of my year and of course into next year. And to the question of what is next? Because <laughs> people have been asking me, it's like, Meg, I'm confused. Like, I thought you moved to Toronto. Like, why are you back here? Or like, people are like, you know, where are you going? Like, are you going to move again? Like, what's your plan? Like, what's the plan? What is the plan, guys? I don't know. I'm not the type to plan too, too far in advance in my life. Because like I said, again, uncertainty is something that both sort of embodied. I enjoy trusting the process. I enjoy going with the flow. And I enjoy just focusing on exactly what is within my control and letting everything else kind of play out as all as I'm living authentically, living my truth and having fun with it. Right. And so what's my plan? Well, I for sure know Toronto has taken my heart. And so next year I am planning to go back to Toronto with my friend, uh, my other friend. And we're going to see where life goes from there because there's still a lot of uncertainties in life. Where's my career going to be next year? Am I going to meet someone next year? Like, what are my new priorities going to be next year? I feel like every single theme, I mean, every single year of my life has this sort of new theme. And you all ever see that TikTok where it's like that feel when you realize you're in a new like chapter of your life, like new plot lines, new characters, like new side characters, new side, like new side adventures or whatever the heck that wording was. That's the sort of shift that I feel every single year or honestly every few months because that's the pace by with which I live and I think it keeps life so exciting <laughs> like even just reflecting on where I am now compared to where I was last year the people I talk to on a regular basis is so different I mean obviously I have my core homies that I'll always always be in close contact with and have great relationships with but there's so many new people that enter my life this year that I'm so grateful for and there's also people from last year or the year before yada yada that I've let go of or there's people that I've reconnected with and in terms of my career too like Sony is just happening, so much exciting movement, like every rejection was a redirection and everything that happened in the past was, you know, it lined up perfectly for me to be exactly where I'm meant to be. And so I guess the final message I want to leave here is like, if you're at a point in your life where you're facing some uncertainty and you just don't know where the heck you want to take your life next, honestly, I know it's easier said than done, but like trust the process, like keep putting your heart into it. Keep putting intention into everything you do. Focus on what you can control and just be okay with whatever the outcome is, whether it be searching for a new job, navigating relationship struggles or breakup or dating or finding love, navigating friendships, navigating where the heck you want to take your life, like location-wise, like values-wise, hobbies-wise, all that stuff. I know we can get so stuck in planning and planning and being anxious and planning, but don't let planning take up so much of your headspace that you're foregoing the present because the present is right now. That's the only thing that we really, really have. So it's so not worth it to get so worried about planning and to forego the present. So really, to, like, whatever it is you want to do, reflect, obviously, but go in with attention and bite the bullet and just take action and do it and just live your life. So 
yeah, that's what I want to end on here today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this impromptu episode. I am really happy to be back in Vancouver and so excited to take all these learnings into my life here in Vancouver with my family, my old friends, and just being in this beautiful, beautiful city. So I feel really, really, really blessed for that. And now some content plugs, like thank you so much for listening. Of course, my newsletter, I will say, I am so happy I started that newsletter earlier this year and I, I'm very excited to keep sharing things and writing. And so one of my latest newsletter um, topics was just bite the bullet. It really kind of goes with that theme of just take action and go for it. And so check out my newsletter, Meg Mondays at meguang.substack.com. I try to write every week. Sometimes I fail, but it's okay. It's just a candid way for me to share things. And of course, my rebranded podcast. Follow me on Instagram at musings.with.meg. And the best way to support me, guys, is to share this episode and give me a rating. So if you enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend or two and give me a rating on Spotify or Apple. And that'll really, really help me um, with my podcast and keep giving me motivation to know that I'm making an impact. And so I just really look forward to keeping on sharing these things with you guys as I continue on this adventure of life that I'm embarking on. So thank you guys so much. And don't hesitate to message me and say hi. With that said, guys, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day or night, wherever you are listening to this. And I wish you the best with all love and abundance and joy and yeah, just good energy, you know, because good energy. It's all about the energy that you take into things. So bring that into everything that you do. All right. Bye, guys.